I got my flu shot in my left arm and my COVID shot in my right arm like an hour ago, <clears throat> less Ooh. than an hour ago. Wow. So um, I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm going to do a lot of like chicken dance. Ooh, Ryan Caves, how are you doing? It's the uh, podcast of horrors, the Brighton Me Halloween special, special, special. How are you doing on this spooky evening? Ooh, Thomas, I'm calling from beyond (laughs) the grave. Make sure you enter your name in the tuition reimbursement portal. (laughs) Don't run into any spooky surprises. Oh, Brian, I have an important question. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say Uncle Brandon has a treat (laughs) for you. You mean a trick? I ain't getting that. I ain't getting that that COVID microchip put into me. You ain't gonna find out where I'm am. I'm I'm, I'm gonna tell everybody on Facebook. You'll never know what I'm doing. <laughs> We've already got that, sir. Oh, do you hear the werewolf? <laughs> it's scary. Oh, werewolf bar mitzvah. Those <laughs> becoming men. Men become wolves. Um, so, Brian, I have a very important question to ask you, okay? This is in theme with our spooky, spectacular. Um, when you were a kid and you did trick-or-treating, did you use a pillowcase to hold all of your candy? Or did you use a little, like, McDonald's pail or something like that to get your candy? Tell me you used a, a pillowcase. Um, I definitely did... Some I I don't recall there being like a consistent thing. Like I definitely used a pillowcase at some point. I feel like I've used like a Walmart plastic bag before. I feel like I've used like um, it holds in most candy, right? Right, one of those like reusable shopping bags. Yeah, like I I I tell my beautiful, amazing, perfect wife that our kids should use pillowcases and the look that she gives me is what i assume the look is for most people who are listening to our show mortified oh yes she's just like i i I, my kids could never carry a a pillowcase to carry candy but i guarantee every time we go trick-or-treating we have to dump half the candy off like halfway through the trick-or-treat carry that pillowcase you're going to candy town I mean, just get you a trash bag. She's she's refuting what I'm saying right now. She's saying that we've never done that. That's a lie from the devil because I have done that. I have dropped off candy here for kids because they have these little bags and they're cute and they're precious, but they don't hold enough candy. And I need those Reese's. I need those Reese's. I mean, the kids need those Reese's. Um, Let me ask you a question, Thomas. Who eats more? Who ends up eating more of the Halloween candy? Is it you and Amy or is it the kids? Um, it depends on the hall. It depends okay, on the hall. I think if like if they if there's good like good candy coming out that year with it with inflation and you know um, Uncle Brandon, we might not get as good a candy this year. But um, we're we're gonna hope for a lot of chocolate and peanut butter. Um, mm. At first, we're like, okay, yeah, 
We're not going to eat a ton. Give us one or two. Ha ha. Parent tax. LOL. And then as the nights go on, they get like one or two pieces every night. After a few weeks, though, they don't know. To grab your hand in there, grab a couple things out of there. Um, like when I was your, a kid. Oh, go put it ahead. in your lunchbox. Take it to work. Right. Exactly. Like when I was a kid. I don't think I ever ate like a whole meal that was mine. Like anytime we went to McDonald's, my dad would be like, oh, let me see the cheeseburger. And you take a bite out of it. Anytime like we had trick or treat like candy, hold the candy out. And he would grab some. Like, so I feel like my kids have it pretty good. They have a pretty cush when it comes to their candy. I don't need a ton of it. I don't need a ton of it. But um, I will say, I think they probably eat the most. Honestly, we end up throwing some of it away after like six or seven months because then you only have like the crappy candy left. Smarties or like those little um, yeah things in the wax paper that's like the black yeah. and orange. Like, yeah. listen, people, and, and I know all of you guys are listening intently right now. Right. If Literally. you hand out Smarties or if you hand out like those little shitty wax paper things with the like you deserve to have your house egged and or toilet papered yeah you 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 deserve what you're gonna get so you know let come let that be a warning yeah let that be warned you just hand out tracks you might as well hand out tracks because they're just as edible (laughs) those chick the chick tracks the ones that tell all the kids they're going to hell yeah exactly right um and what a night to tell them <laughs> on the night when everyone's dressing up as ghouls and ghosts and on the devil's birthday on the devil's birthday no less i'm reclaiming it in the name of jesus um but it's uh it, it, it's fun every year for the last like two or three years it's rained on trick-or-treat night so this year i'm hoping um nay praying which might be sacrilegious for the night of halloween that there is no rain because when it comes down to it I'm going to be the one taking them out in the rain. And I don't, oh, she just whipped her head around. My wife is listening. This is a rare treat. We usually don't have an audience for this show, but she, I, I hope her neck is okay. Because Was it like an exorcist thing? Did her head like turn all the way almost, around? It didn't completely do the owl exorcist spin, but it, it probably, it met about halfway. It got about halfway. It's going to need like a neck rub tonight. I feel like is what's going to happen. Um, but it's it's funny that you mentioned Jesus Thomas and you mentioned praying. I've I've got a fun story. Let me tell you about what um, for a few years there, what my uh, Halloween used to consist of. Um, so as a as a teen as a young teenager, uh, we were good church going, God fearing folk. Right. Exactly. And uh, we went to uh, a, a Southern Baptist church mm. in, you know, in, in rural North Florida. And for any of you that are familiar with uh, Southern Baptists, I'm sorry. Um, it was a lot of, a lot of hellfire and brimstone, you know, being, being preached at the, on Sundays there. And what we used to do on Halloween uh, is we would put on a production called Judgment House. Oh, Lord. And what Judgment House was, is it was a play. So I, I was a, um, I was a drama nerd. Um, and so I was in this play many times and what would happen is it would tell the story of, uh, a couple of, uh, like a group of teenagers. This was meant to, to scare you. Uh, the teenagers would be doing something. It was every year the like story changed, but told the same basic story. Somehow the teenagers end up dying. It could be, uh, we did one that was about a school shooting. 
we had one where the kids were in the where the uh they weren't teenagers they were young adults and they were in the military and died um we did one where they got in a car wreck and died but anyway where they played mortal Kombat and then they died and probably something like, like that violent it was, video games yeah. it was it was D. Oh, they were playing D and D, and then they were part of a, a really rich... before their time. When it comes to Stranger Things, they were kind yeah. of innovators at that point. But continue, and we're part of a ritual sacrifice because that's what you do when playing D and D. And uh, some of the kids were uh, religious, and you know had accepted Jesus as their savior, and so they get to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But the other bad people went to hell, and so you would walk through different parts of the church that had been uh, decorated uh, like heaven and also like hell. And you would watch people be like tortured in hell. Um, and then you would go up to heaven and there were like angels and Jesus. And we had a were guy there harps at, were there the little like U shaped harps. There were not harps, but there, oh. we did have a guy at our church. Oh, historically that, inaccurate. Okay. We did have a guy at our church that always played Jesus in like the Easter play. So mm-hmm. he would play Jesus for the, uh, also for the Halloween play. Um, of course, white guy, uh, blue eyes. Cause we exactly, all know, Yeah. That's how Jesus was. We all know that's how Jesus looks. Um, and so I don't that, know about you, but if I imagine somebody from the Middle East around 2000 years ago, I think of I think of blue eyes, blonde pale hair, skin. yeah, pale skin, you know, you know, not in the sun too much or anything like that, yeah. right? Absolutely. So, yeah, that's what I did. I would scare the hell, literally, scare the hell out of people. Um, every you year, saved, you could have saved some souls there, Brian, though. I'm, I may have. I may be responsible for uh, for many souls having been saved, Hans. Wow, that's you know what that's that's pretty cool. Do you need do you need a house like that now, Bryant? I think we all. I think we could all use a little bit of a little bit of scaring. So uh, it's a trick. This isn't our Halloween episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Leviticus old time. chapter one. <laughs> Welcome to the old time gospel hour. With Brian uh, Thomas, amazing grace. Please turn your Bibles. <laughs> My brothers and sisters. Oh man, I think I heard that uh, going to sporting events. No, they're screaming. Um, yeah, Out somewhere between, uh, say, uh, Columbus and Cincinnati. Somewhere like that. Yeah, hell is real, as they say. Um, well. Speaking of hell is real, let's bring hell straight to your ears and uh, get the show started. How sweet the sound who saved the rich like me. Welcome to Brian Me, where a podcast where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Ooh. Welcome to our spooky, spooky episode that is not us reading the Old Testament to you. In our in our latest episode of Bryant and Me, we're going to discuss the Chicago Red Stars and their gone too soon exit from the NWSL playoffs. Rest in peace, pour one out. We're also going to talk about a bet that we keep making LFC Columbus do and they keep losing. So we're going to talk about why they lost that bet and what was the trigger that made that bet 
in the first place, and then we'll discuss it. It's the Liverpool versus Tottenham match. After that, we're going to do a little game called Trick or Treat. Ooh, spookily. We're going to go through that, and then we'll see what else we can fit into this episode because we've got two hours to fill, folks. Um, so let's get going. First things first, do a little bit of a rundown. Bryant Caves, how did Tottenham men do on the weekend? They did well. They uh, came Ooh. out with a with a two nil uh, victory mm. over the uh, the mighty mighty Everton, mighty mighty Boston's. Uh, well, uh, Everton probably should have knocked on wood. Everton's not going wood, but I know someone who has. It made me wonder, wonder if, if I, I could. Make me wonder if I ever had to knock on wood. Oh, gosh. Banger. Good that song. is good. Oh, man. Wow. We're, we got to see how many songs we can fit in. This see is not our sing along. We, we're not going to do this sing along night because that we'll do that for charity one night. Soccer Noob is like, I need a singing episode. I need an all singing episode. We'll get you one and then we'll get sued in the process for mass <laughs> copyright infringement. <laughs> As we sing their songs without their permission. Uh, so they beat Everton. What was the score? Uh, it was 2-0. Uh, 2-0 at Everton. The most Everton, dangerous lead in soccer. Yeah, yeah, the most dangerous lead. Everton, by the way, who uh, may have an interesting new name for their stadium. What? I, I saw you share something. Can you please uh, educate our members here on that? Um, so Everton, uh, there's a rumor out there that I think Everton is shopping around mm-hmm. the naming rights to mm-hmm. uh, Goodison Park uh, in the corporate world. Tottenham is doing the same right now. Supposedly mm-hmm. Google is ready to offer them like $250 million or something, or I guess it'd be pounds probably, but $250 million. And what's hilarious is about that is I want to know if Tottenham is like stadium is named after Google, mm-hmm. will opposing fans start using like Bing? Like your Arsenal oh, fans yeah. going to start using Bing just because the money potentially helps Tottenham. Probably. Um, that would be funny. But no, Everton, uh, one of the teams rumored that's made a bid for the naming rights to Everton is an adult uh, website. Lion's Den? Oh, that's an adult. Yeah, so that's, store. that's a store. I don't remember what the site was, but it's so they could end up being like sex cam stadium or something like that Ooh. that would that would be pretty funny for like the merseyside derby to go from uh, anfield to uh sex cam stadium or whatever the hell the the, the, the friendly derby at <laughs> at xxx now stadium oh wow well there you go um i so, mean it's it's a the world runs on money hey get that money somehow right their money's green too man Hey, hey, all all cash is the same way, right? <laughs> Except for you might be in the wrong room of the judgment of the judgment <laughs> Southern Baptist <laughs> thing at the end of that one. Um, well, everything match looked good. Two zero. What yeah. was it? Kane and Son who scored? It was Kane and uh, Pierre Emile Hoybier. Oh, maybe I was thinking of Europe because they also played in Europe, I believe. They and did, they, yeah. Yeah, they, both yeah, they, they beat uh, who they had this was at Frankfurt. I think they beat Frankfurt, yeah. I know I, I track Frankfurt or something like that. Well, that's cool. Uh, we, we can't talk about stadium names in England without mentioning Coventry's 
um, Coventry Stadium for the Coventry women's team over there. They play in Butts Park. (laughs) And we're children. But um, so good. You had a double win week. So did so did Liverpool. They played Rangers, which I think was like a seven to one score line was not that close of a match, actually was not that close to the match. Uh, Mo Salah came in in the second half in like the 80th minute and scored a hat trick in six minutes. Quickest hat trick in Champions League history. I think Jesus. Rangers held on and it was close until like the like late second half. But then they just, <clears throat> I think once Liverpool got up by a goal or two, Rangers was like, fuck it, <laughs> forget it, we're done. And then Liverpool just took them to took them to town, took them to town, which they needed because, uh, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say about the Rangers match? Yeah, that's not great. I, w- I was just going to say, I, I guess, and this probably makes me a bad person, but if if I, if somebody comes into a game and puts a hat trick on me in like less than 10 minutes. Oh, you're going studs I'm, up. I'm going studs <laughs> up. I'm going I'm going for knees. I'm going for something here. You, you're already winning. Like if that, if he come, came in and scored a hat trick in the after the 80th minute, they were already up four one. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm coming in. <laughs> I'm coming in. Studs coming in hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> we're taking well, out some knees. Well, everyone came in healthy. Well, everyone came out of the match healthy, uh, which I could not say about the other match. But they ended up beating Manchester City, which I was shocked. I was shocked. Let me tell you, we um, uh, Sunday morning, I was watching Tottenham and Liverpool. We'll get to that match later. Um, was frustrating. So I actually left and me and my son went to the park. We went to this like Metro park close to us and we walked this trail and went to this nature center and he pet a snake and stuff like that. And it was, it was kind of cool, but I didn't even, I didn't turn the match on until the 80th minute <clears throat> and Liverpool's up one zero, which they had just scored a few minutes before that. Oh, and wow. I thought, oh, there's no way. Like, there's no way Liverpool's going to pull this off. Man City has Holland. They're going to, who got kicked right in the, um, instead of Holland, it was Holland, I think, after that one, because he got a little reverse. For, there's a great picture with Thiago, midfielder from behind, going to kick the ball, and his boot is directly where you don't want the boot to be right, from behind right the boys Ooh. from behind. Are we, um, are we hundred percent sure that terminators have uh, testicles though? They might not have reproductive organs. Um, <laughs> he kept playing though. He kept playing, um, which is a real trooper, real trooper that's, at that point. That's a man right there. <laughs> um, but the, he couldn't score a goal. Um, uh, he did. He does speak a couple octaves higher now. At this point, but <laughs> he's he's ended his line, <laughs> right? Um, well, this is the last great Holland you will see on a on a soccer pitch. He um they they can score a goal. Liverpool ended up winning with some suspect calls. The end. Klopp got a red card, um, which I give the Iceland and and then Ken Wu and Mighty Ducks two two minutes well worth it at the end because Klopp was calling. They they called a foul against. Mo Salah when Fernandez Bruno Fernandez was the one who pulled Salah down, grabbed his jersey, yanked him down to the ground, and they didn't. They should have given Fernandez a yellow. He actually elbowed Salah afterwards, which Salah didn't go to ground, so the ref didn't see it. But Klopp went up to the fourth official or one of the sideline uh, side judges. Excuse me. I think his like his like chest like rubbed up against him. He didn't try to like check him down or anything, but he got close to him, and apparently he touched the side judge like with his chest. So Anthony Taylor, I think it was, I think that was the man. Yeah. That was the ref in the game. That sounds about right. He gave him a red card. 
which is so weird. Like Klopp was, he was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get a yellow card. When the red came out, he was shocked. He was like, what? Are you serious? Um, so it was uh, all the drama you'd expect from a Man City-Liverpool match. And Liverpool not doing great this year. So this win really came out of nowhere. I'm glad I only watched the last 10 minutes because I would be a wreck watching that match for 90 minutes. Well, and the rest of us are all glad that, especially if you guys aren't going to be competitive for the championship this year, that you went ahead and took points off a of city. So well, the, the rest of England, thanks. Thanks you for that. They were down 13 points last year. Liverpool was in January and they came back and they only lost the league by like a point or two. So it's not even halfway through the season. Liverpool, if this is where they find their form, hey. they could, I think they could get up there and compete because nobody, Nobody wants Arsenal or Man City winning. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, no. Nobody wants any of them. Um, well, that's one championship that has a far, far way to go beforehand. Uh, Diego Jota and uh, Luis Diaz actually both injured. It looks like Jota might be out for like eight weeks, probably take him out of the World Cup. And also Luis Ooh, Diaz not looking, not looking great either uh, health-wise. So Liverpool won, but at what cost? There was our rundown, which not really a rundown. We really just went through and talked about it, but not that much. Let's go into what we wanted to discuss tonight, which was um, another campaign going. Well, it's over. Talking about Chicago Red Stars. Chicago Red Stars went out to San Diego. Yuki Nagasato got them a goal after a really horrible Horrible goalkeeping moment. <laughs> that was um, rough. That was bad. Where um, passed it to a teammate, but Yuki was standing right there. Grabbed the ball, slotted into the back of the net. Chicago goes up 1-0 in the 10th minute. And you think, okay, here's what's gonna here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna we're gonna beat San Diego. We're gonna take that momentum, go to Portland, beat them like they did last year in the playoffs, and then go to the NWSL championship. I was actually thinking about it. I was like, yeah, championship, this is it. Mm. Didn't happen. Did not happen. They ended up losing 2-1 to one in extra time because Alex Morgan scored the second goal for San Diego, blah, 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 in the 110th minute, giving the expansion team – the victory moving them into the semifinals of the NWSL championship playoffs. So it's kind of a bummer, Bryant. Um, It's tough whenever your team doesn't score a goal really from the run of play that Yuki goal technically from the run of play, but that was a gift. Like that was, that was gifted to them. Uh, Was it Kaylin Sheridan, right? Sheridan, she kind of like gave them the present of that goal. Way out. Yeah, I'm I'm actually funny enough. I've got the, I've got it pulled Mm -hmm. up right now. She, she just really mishits a pass. It looks like it's in slow motion. Yeah, it does. But it's in real time. (laughs) In real time. Is just sitting out there. Basically, the, the defender back there really makes no effort either to go for the ball. No. And Nagasato just puts it. Right, ships it right over, right into the right into the back of the net. Sure does. Um, so you think, okay, you're up, and then you have Malpew, you have all this talent on your team, which Chicago has had a pretty tough season, I would say, in terms of injuries. Not even just injuries, but like uh, missing for maternity leave and stuff like that. I wasn't expecting a ton from Chicago with all the folks out. So the fact that they were in the playoffs, it's kind of like 
if this seems fully healthy, if you have Sarah Wolmo, if you have Kelia Watt back, if you have Tierna Davidson on the on the defensive line there, like you're I think it's a different team. I think yeah. it's a, if you have Mogatro all season. So I mean, Casey good on them to make the playoffs. Yeah, getting yeah, Casey back there. I, if, you're playing three in the back. You have a new coach and you're trying to bring a new system. And for all that, I think that they were a young team that showed a lot of strong people like Tatum Malazzo on there. Um, even Bianca St. George who couldn't play because they held a red card suspension from the regular season into the playoffs, which is malarkey. They need to get rid of that. Um, yeah, it was a bummer, but <sighs> next season, yeah, next season. It was a bummer. Now it's a great time for Arnhem to sell the team. It's a wonderful time. As, as a matter of fact, every day mm. is a good day for Arnhem Whistler to go ahead. Now there's and, no uh, match to use as an excuse. Well, after the playoffs, no, the playoffs are over. Now you can sell. Playoffs, so playoffs good. are over, buddy. We're out. We're done. We lost. Mm. It's a great season. Very proud of uh, of our of the players and for the, sure the front office staff that um, are not named Arnhem. Um, mm. But yeah, it's time. It's it's, it's time. time to uh, it's time to clean house. Arnhem. Anybody else that you know is part of that administration that knew what was going on? If there are more people, got to go. Get the hell out. Um, you don't gotta go, but you can't stay here. That's what's you don't up. Gotta go home. Yeah. So yeah, that's another. Uh, you know, it's a season where I I think they. Ex- kind of exceeded our expectations. If you had told me, hey, they're going to be missing everything that they're missing this season, which we already recapped is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, a lot of experience too. Like, I mean, you've got you've got a ton of players that have a ton of playoff experience and a ton of game experience, yeah. national team experience. Like, you've got a, these players that you're losing all that to, uh, to make, not only make the playoffs, but, you know, Losing the losing the first round of the playoffs, but lose on a hundred and tenth minute goal. Extra time away from home. This yeah. match was played. It started at nine p.m. local time for Chicago, so they're playing from nine to past eleven o'clock at night. <clears throat> I thought, like, I think the NWSL playoffs. Just a quick sidebar. Um, have been kind of ridiculous in terms of three of the four matches here in this first round weren't even on. Paramount Plus. Only yeah. one of the four is on Paramount Plus, so it's on CBS Sports Network. You want people to get Paramount Plus to watch the matches, and you've been watching on Paramount Plus all season. And then whenever it comes to the playoffs, you don't have it on Paramount Plus, and you have it on a network that not a lot of people have. And they yeah. only have Paramount Plus really for this stuff. If if you were if you were going to tell me it's not going to be on Paramount Plus, I'd have said, oh, wow, CBS is going to broadcast it. Like I right. would but no, you didn't put it on there either. You put it on CBS Sports Network, a channel that, I mean, I, I don't have cable, so I don't know. But like, probably most like cable, basic cable packages probably don't carry. No, quit trying um, to make CBS Sports Network a thing. No, put it, put it on your on Paramount Plus, like what you've had the whole season, and the that and the Champions League are the only reasons people have it. They're not, they're not on there to watch, uh, you know, are you afraid of the dark reruns? <laughs> um, though that does have Star Trek, the next generation, which I've been meaning to watch again. It's true. Yeah. 
Um, SWSL on there too. There are some good things, right? They have Champions League on there too, but it's just kind of a it, it was kind of a bummer. So folks yeah. couldn't even really watch it unless you got some kind of stream or a sign in or something like that. So that that kind of sucks. Like it's whatever. It's an un- it feels like an, an an unforced error from a league that has a lot of unforced errors. Right. And then still, even though through all this, through all the drama and everything, fans showed up. I don't know if you yeah. saw Houston and San Diego broke the records for most attended NWSL playoff matches. So now San Diego's number one, Houston's number two. I think it was like 20, 23,000 or 24,000 something at San Diego, 21,000 something in Houston. Yeah. That's huge. And they, they, those, those like went above championship games. So that's insane that fans still showed up and they, you know, showed out and that's, I think that's great. Um, but I wish folks at home could also, could also watch it, but Brian, that wasn't only uh, the only issue with the playoffs. Did you see some extra commentary on the Instagrams? Did you see uh, anything on there about a certain half of the Crashland? community i must have must have missed this kind of drama can you fill me in i sure can't today i actually saw this i did not see it because i don't follow ashland harris across social medias we don't follow them on bright me um but last night posted a story saying nothing drives me more crazy than defenders turning and bailing yep i said what i said showing the first goal for san diego with Tatum Malazzo at the center of this story. Mm. So now Ashlyn Harris, who is part of a team that if they did a wooden spoon in NWSL, Gotham slash, you know, polished a turd sky blue would have a lot of these, including last season when you were the goalkeeper mm. and your defenders were there and you're calling out teams that are in the playoffs. You're calling out teams when you yourself left your team with like two months left in the season and then a month into you leaving oh okay i'm gonna have surgery like i just this is the second time she also called out trinity rodman whenever ashlyn hair whenever uh ali krieger slipped like she was on a bowling lane when trinity rodman made a move on her like so this ashlyn harris like hey i was on the national team in in spirit i was on the roster but i didn't really like do anything now you're trying to call people out like just stop it stop ashland and and crashlands if, if this triggers any crashlands our dms are open bring it on bring it on we're right, not afraid of the crashlands i'm not afraid speaking of people um thomas that uh i don't really know how to segue this um i'm not <laughs> afraid of i guess moving forward well, no one really has to fear them anymore because they're no longer on a team. Did you see the, the great news coming out of my home state of North Carolina today? Did Ron DeSantis give up politics? Well, that'd be, that'd be Florida. Oh, you're from Florida. I was well, my, Florida. My, my current home state of North Carolina. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I did. Brian, <laughs> share the news. Our, uh, Everybody, if they're finding your news from Brian and me, Jesus. <laughs> God, help, God help you. Um, speaking of God helping people. Um, <laughs> a person that we've talked about a few times on the pod over the years, 
uh, Jalen Daniels uh, was unfortunately um, for her uh, good for, for the rest of us. Her contract was not renewed with the North Carolina courage. Uh, they announced that today. So she's no longer on the team, no longer on a team. And uh, hopefully she's out of the league and miserable wherever she is. Uh, she's a free agent now. I can't. Now this is a tweet that I saw and, there was no extra context because I think that you can't, I think they're, they're allowing a little bit of uh, you decide yourself kind of thing where Meg Linehan tweeted something out and said, was it like, was it really worth it? That's all Meg Linehan said was like, was it really worth it? And they they didn't say anything else. Didn't say what it was about. Just focus, and I'll find the official wording of what what Meg said. But it was something kind of cryptic like that, right around the time that everybody was sharing the news of the good news, spreading the good news <laughs> that was Jalen Daniels was cut from the team. If you if you don't remember, folks, Jalen Daniels is the one who was on the U.S. Women's National Team, um, practicing with the team and all that stuff, and then um, she left the team because of the pride kits and then turned around and said um and and turned around and said oh i was being persecuted and went on the 700 club or something like that and and went on every christian outlet that would take her and saying how the the atmosphere was toxic and how she was forced to blah 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 and she was kicked off the team from because the homosexual agenda or something like that so i thought that was just um ridiculous and even as somebody who swears the same faith as that person there's many there are a lot of different ways to do it and that it like i'm not sure where that has any that's a stretch Uh, going after people and then saying you're persecuted come on now we're living in america you're christian in america there's not persecution against she she is 100 the meme of the person who uh is riding the bicycle and then reaches down and puts a stick in the spoke of the tire and right. falls and goes head first over the handlebars and then says yeah. that someone tripped them. So like, um, good on the courage, but uh, Meg's actually tweet was, was it worth it? Cause it sure does not feel like it was worth it. Like it does. And now at this point, what team can sign her in the NWSL? If, the, if a team signs her, whew, it has to be like Orlando or Gotham. Those would be the teams that I would see. Yeah, like for. just good luck selling that to your fan base. Like she's not, it's not like she's this. Um, and we said how we first guessed this move the minute it happened. And I think this is almost exactly what we said before. She's not some world-class defender. Mm-hmm. She's not this like great, you know, this ain't, this ain't Tina Davidson. She was on the U.S. like she as a fullback, like she was on the level. Like she had, whenever you know they had Sam U.S. and um, abuser Paul Riley leading the team, and you had Dabinia, and you had like you had a, a great team around them. Like Jalen Daniels was good, and they were winning championships. They were winning a lot of championships, but I, I it was not good enough to completely ignore right. the horrible person that the per- that she was behind the scenes so well, and this is a it was a team that was coming out of of everything that happened with paul riley yeah it was a team that really didn't need more negative publicity no 
you really what you what you really need wanted was something that would gain the trust back unify um, people yeah yeah in your fan base and so you go and i i know one person's personally who that was the straw that broke the camel's back for them and they canceled their their season tickets for the for the courage it's a person who attends a lot of soccer loves soccer went to a lot of they're games. driving like almost two hours for every yeah. game yeah one way <laughs> one way spending money buying buying stuff promoting it you know posting about it a lot on social media like and then they're done they were done after yeah. that and, and i now that i've interacted with a lot more people who are soccer fans here in north carolina i've heard that from other people that i've talked to within like charlotte fc fandom who were carolina courage fans who did drive up for some games who did maybe bought merch or bought some other mm-hmm. stuff or talked about them pod- positively on social media and then that was kind of it for them yeah and and i mean now at least one thing that you have going for you is that the team, like it's an exciting team. Like they're a fun team to watch. Like as the year went on, they, they probably should have made the playoffs. They should like, they were right there at the end. If they didn't start so slowly, I I, I think that could have happened. Like you have Diana Ordonez on the team. Who's just like fantastic. She was even more of a lock for, um, for your rookie of the year than you had last year with Trinity Rodman. And yeah, of course you have Dabinia, who's just Dabinia. What else do you have to say about yeah, her? World like class, yeah. They just have this. Um, and, and Carolyn also, they bring Carolyn in from the Brazil national team too. Like you yeah. bring in a pretty strong team. I think you're not losing anything. No. Jalen Daniels leaving. You're not losing a thing at all. So I think they like this is a win uh, for the courage and they need wins. Um after all the horrible stuff they've done um, in terms of Riley and all, and bringing yeah. that person back, I think now it's time to uh, right the ship. And they're a team that, you know, should be supported. They're a good team. Like I going yeah. down there, their fans were great. The uproar was awesome. It was nice getting to know them. We talked to I me, mean, Sarah Toussaint, who was one of the owners of the team hanging out with like, it was just, they're cool folks. So I really yeah. want the best for them. And I'm sick of, supporters groups having to write statements so the only statement now should be thank you for doing one thing that we agree with now let's do more things now let's get better yeah so speaking of speaking of teams that are that are doing better Uh, it's the end of the show right end of Uh, the show we're not no it's (laughs) we we had thomas there was a soccer match what uh, over the weekend involving uh, two teams that are near and dear to our hearts. Wrexham. Uh, yes, yes, Wrexham. <laughs> I haven't watched that show yet. Is it as good as everybody says it is? It's good. It's good. I think it's it's fun to watch. We're up to date on all the episodes and everything. Brian Lenoy ruined the ending of the first season because I had no idea how it ended, and he just ruined it for me. He just was talking to somebody else and said, sure. oh, yeah, this happens. I'm like, Brian Lenoy, of all people, you're one of the good ones. You shouldn't ruin a show for me. Um, but it's it's funny. Like I, I'm not usually like a Ryan Reynolds fan. I've never seen Rob McElhaney in anything. I've never watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So um, <clears throat> Ryan Reynolds, his shtick about being like a jerk and being arrogant and stuff like that, it just I just don't like it very much. But the show, the show is actually good because they mix up soccer documentary with 
like some funny episodes that just have their own agenda and it's not really soccer related but they also mix in community they mix in people who live in Wrexham they mix in their real lives and stuff so it's honestly I of all the shows out there especially like sports related shows it's uh, it's not Ted Lasso but it's really good okay. it's really good I and mean, you haven't seen Ted Lasso yet so I it haven't. doesn't matter so whoopadoo <laughs> So, Let's so there was a, about the match Sunday. There was a match uh, between Tottenham and Liverpool. Uh, it was played actually at Tottenham Women's New Ground. Yeah, which is Leighton Orient. It's Leighton crazy. Orient. Their seats are red, and Liverpool play in a stadium yeah. where their seats are blue, and it just blows my mind. Anyway, continue. They should have their own stadium, or or should just play in the same stadium as the men. But that's. Neither here nor there. So it rubble, was a rubble, 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 rubble. Yeah, it was it was a match that uh, I think from the beginning, Tottenham really kind of controlled. Dude, I that Chelsea victory. I know it was three penalty kicks, not a single goal in the run of play. Liverpool beat Chelsea two to one at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and we you can go back and listen. I was floored. I was like, oh my gosh. They're, you know, I don't think they're going to win weren't the gonna, league. You weren't going to watch it. <laughs> I what? No, they, I, they, I didn't think they're going to win the league, but I thought, okay, Liverpool's going to, we're going to be able to at least compete. Then they play the Merseyside Derby at Anfield, lose two to zero in a match that never looked like Liverpool was going to score a goal. Yeah. And then that turned into the first half of Tottenham Liverpool because Tottenham, outside of Taylor Hines, made a great move. Um, at the beginning of the match that got them into the penalty area one bad pass and you know Tottenham gets the ball outside of that Liverpool didn't do anything in the first half yeah nothing it was totally one-sided and that's when I left actually at halftime I was like James so we're going to the park I can't watch it anymore let's go to the park I don't know what lately my level for watching sports is like this like i have zero patience for sports like the baseball playoffs are on and the guardians and yankees i can't even watch it because my anxiety from one pitch to the next like could change so i i have not watched like a full sporting event i think since the last crew match because i'll watch bits and pieces i can't watch a whole thing i had to leave it was so frustrating watching that match yeah but um yeah tottenham though how did tottenham look to you you're a tottenham supporter uh, they looked. They look good. I think it's a match that, with a little more luck, they they could have had a much much bigger lead than than For one sure. nil. I mean they they had the they got the one goal on the uh, on an own goal. It uh, Camille Bizet mm-hmm. got Bizet on Ooh. that cross and uh, bounced off of was it Fahey? Uh, it went yeah, name of Fahey. Yeah, off, captain. Off, off so congratulations Fahey. to Ireland for. Um, qualifying for the World Cup next year, and go. then also singing a, a an IRA song, <laughs> singing a song afterwards that That's the British metal. the British media was like, "Oh, you need to apologize for singing that song that was pro Irish." Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Um, so then there were probably I want to say they hit the bar. Hit either the bar or the post another like twice. What, twice Once was the yeah. crossbar. I think Ashley Neville hit 
Ash Neville hit the crossbar, and then, and then uh, um, who's Drew, Mr. Mitchell, Drew, dude? Drew Spence hit the uh, she hit left hit the post, left post, and it was just like they had another shot go wide. I mean, it was like it was one of those things where they just they didn't have their finishing boots on that day, and no. it, it's a it's a game where you know they really could have. I think they really, especially the first half, really controlled the game, really had all of the attacking opportunities other than the one, you know, the one that you mentioned yeah. and really could have gone into that game very easily up three nil um, yeah. with, with a little more luck. So you, you're, it's a team where you, you, you've outplayed your opponent, but we've, how many times have we watched soccer games over the years where one team out, outplays the, plays the other opponent off the pitch, but doesn't put the, the ball enough times in the back of the net. And then all of a sudden, you know, you lose on a couple of, you know, dodgy goals and, and you lose two one or something, you know, it, it we've seen it. I don't want to say hundreds of times, but we've seen it a lot of times over the years. So going, oh, there's that, a Vendegra, there's a Venn diagram that just talks about just that with soccer. Like baseball is all about stats. And I yeah. love folks who like folks will post soccer sets and that's great, but there's a Venn diagram that I saw things that matter and things that can be like uh, put into data or things that can be measured and there's a small Venn diagram sliver where the things that matter and the things that can be measured overlap. Yeah. You can make a stat for anything, but soccer shows that stats. And, and I, this is one thing I actually agree with Jose Mourinho on something. He said this wow. this week, like if you're looking, if you're only looking at soccer and stats, you don't know the game <laughs> because the, he said something along those lines. And as much as I never agree, you, Brian can attest to this not a Jose Mourinho fan in the slightest. It's hard to disagree. Yeah. So, no. Look at the crew this year. They had possession. They had chances. They. Uh, it doesn't mean, excuse they're, my like. it doesn't mean dick. <laughs> if you their X, the their the XG, the Columbus's XG was probably oh through the roof. But ultimately, if you don't put the ultimately the team that wins is the team that puts the ball in the back of the net. Not like, expected goals, actual goals. Uh-uh. That's what no, they, you could you could. I've seen, I mean, I, I feel like I watched a game one time where the team, it was like 80-20 yeah. in possession, and the team with 80% possession lost the game. Yep. Because if you don't, ultimately all that matters is putting the ball in the back of the net. Like the rest of it is really just a way to get the ball in the back of the net. Like, right. And, you know, so you go into halftime. It's a game where I went into halftime. Cause I watched the replay. I wasn't able to watch it live because I overslept. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, all right, don't text me about the game. I'm going to wait. I'm going to watch the replay so I can watch it from the beginning. And I did. I managed to avoid spoilers. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, went to halftime one nil and I'm nervous. I'm like, man, this was a game that we, we really could be dominating right now. It could be Should up three nil. Yeah. Yeah. And this feels like the type of game mm-hmm. where, Liverpool's going to make some adjustments, going to figure some things out, come back out at halftime and play a much more competitive game. And, and what happened in the second half? It was, it was nervy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, as I've heard someone describe it, uh, squeaky bum time. Yeah. Sque- uh, it definitely, uh, from what I saw and read, it definitely felt like that. It, I told folks like at the beginning of the season, if I saw Liverpool anywhere between fourth and 10th, I wouldn't be shocked. And now maybe this is just 
really early looking into everything, but after these last two matches, I'm looking back at the prior seasons and I'm thinking, how many points do teams usually have when they get relegated? Like that's what I'm looking for. And it's around 12 or 13, like 11 to 13 are when these teams get relegated. Like I, I'm nervous actually for Liverpool just because you lose to Tottenham. Who's a team who's now in seventh after that win. You lose it to Everton, who's now in fifth after that win. Liverpool's only played three matches and they have three points, but they've also been outscored three goals to nothing in the last two. And then it doesn't get any easier. No. Because this week you got Arsenal. <laughs> and then next week, as much as Man City's lost, folks, they're still Man City and they're still yeah. above Liverpool. So I'm just, uh, dude, I'm a part of me is like, okay. If you have a few matches against tough teams first, maybe that's good because you can get them out of the way, maybe steal a point from one of the matches. But then you play Aston Villa, which Rachel Daly, she's been kind of, she's been good this year. She's been really good this year. Um, Bright. Oh, yeah, she's on Aston Villa. Yeah, she's not on West Ham. Because I always get the colors of the two teams. The claret and blue, yeah. Yeah, just pick a different color. Um, and then you have uh, Brighton Hove Alvin, you have Reading. So there's a stretch where Liverpool can kind of find their footing. But I was really hoping after that Chelsea match, you play Everton, you play Tottenham, two mid-table teams. Yeah. Liverpool doesn't look like a team that's going to be competing at the mid-table. And I don't like that because I can't watch another season fucking championship soccer. I need no. them to be in the WSL. <laughs> Liverpool needs being the WSL. Now it's only they have God, it's early early days. 18 matches left. Yeah. Or excuse me, 19 matches left. Plenty of time. But if you're going into the new year and you're in the bottom two or three spots, either you bring in somebody, Leanne Kiernan's going to come back to her injury in the first match not great, but if you need to change your manager halfway through the season, if you need to bring somebody in, you got to you, you cannot be you relegated. Do. Liverpool, no, it's all the vitriol that they've received, and I've been part of giving that vitriol to the team for how they treat the women's side. You can't do that again. You can't no. if you get relegated the first season back up. That's that's bad, and it's it's going to point where I'm going like, how can I support this? This is tough, yeah. but it's very early. I'm probably overreacting, but over time, I hope I'm not. I hope I am overreacting. Yeah, I, ho- I really hope I am. So it's yeah, I mean it's a game where Spurs ultimately, you know, there were a few opportunities, a couple of really good saves made by our Corpella, mm-hmm. who's the uh, the Spurs keeper, um, and ultimately Spurs held on for the victory, one nil, which you know I was happy about. So they were the better uh, team; they deserved to win by more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, a lot sometimes deserves got nothing to do with it, right? So yeah, <laughs> was happy they held on. So as a result of that, um, there was a bet made oh. uh, involving two of the supporters clubs uh, in wonderful, wonderful Columbus, Ohio, uh, involving. <laughs> we can bring the Charlotte supporters in there, but their Charlotte Spurs group doesn't seem very they active on the Internet. They're, or... not, they're not super active. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get I'm trying to put some feelers in there. You need trying to, to infiltrate. You need warm... to feel, feel everybody. Start feeling people. Uh, we're trying to work my With way consent. in. consent. Well, obviously. Right. Um, we believe in consent here on Brian and me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
pro consent. No, no joking there. No, no, none whatsoever. Um, but no, it's it's something where I want to get them a little more active. But in the meantime, uh, our good friends at LFC Columbus and Columbus Spurs uh, did make a bet. Um, so at some point in the not too distant future, we'll be having a representative from LFC Columbus. I believe it's going to be our good buddy, uh, Pete Gillette. Pete Gillette, the best a man can get. Uh, at Balding Yoda on Twitter. Good follow. If you thought our episodes were long, he listens to jam bands. So if he's as long winded as the jam bands, we might be here for like a Grateful Dead set, which I think they're still in one from 1974. <laughs> They might Jerry, still be in a set right now. Jerry Garcia died a long time ago, but they're still playing. Bringing the next one. <laughs> uh, like, but no, Pete's, Pete's a great guy. No, he's fun. Um, I, I think he's going to be on here. And then Kaylee and the um, Columbus Spurs, I'm really excited to read what uh, Kaylee comes up with. Because uh, and the great thing is, too, like we create the bets. But we don't have to pay out <laughs> on anything. That's, that really is the best part here. We, we really ultimately have no skin in the game here nothing we made the lfc columbus had to wear a tottenham kit (laughs) at a tottenham watch party after tottenham women beat them in the wsl cup last year um so we don't we i just tweet stuff hey let's 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 bet who wants to step up and they're both like yeah let's do it but we don't actually have to pay so this is great and we get content out of it so we get some content with Pete on here. And that's that's going to be a lot of fun. So be on the lookout for uh, for that coming up. We'll see what uh, what kind of good statement Kaylee and the Columbus Spurs can come up with. And we'll see what Pete decides to do with that statement. He's he's hinted at us. He may have an idea for a, a particularly special way to uh, to read that statement. So be to round it out. <laughs> really round it out yeah i think that's a good way of putting it thomas really round it out um so he's uh he's gonna be on to talk about that so that'll be a lot of fun like i said be on the lookout for that we're not gonna be doing a show next week uh in honor of the uh halloween holiday uh yeah an observation i'm also going to a concert in indianapolis next tuesday um and we're going to indy motor speedway next wednesday which should be pretty cool and actually i found out today they're doing test drives that day we're not like for us, but the, we're doing like a tour of the track. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're going to be in the infield and you can like stand on one of the corners as they're vroom, like test driving on the Indy Motor Speedway. Oh, that's so that's going to be, that's going to be some good stuff right there. So um, no, hit no by any flying debris or anything. Yeah. Watch out for that debris. We're going to see uh, Chris Farron next week. If you haven't um, listened to Chris Farron, oh, have you? Yeah. You've listened to him a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You um, sent me some stuff. He's uh he's ranked by uh Brooklyn Vegan if you like indie music like punk stuff like that. He is one of the top 10 best front people in music right now. Um he does everything solo. He plays off a track. He plays guitar with a track behind him. Um he uses a PowerPoint um display during his thing. If you go to his website, he sells pictures like paintings that he's done of like an Eminem's funeral with like different serial characters mourning the death of an Eminem. It's just like, he's just, he's an interesting guy. So I'm really excited to see what, uh, what comes from it. I like it. I'm so sorry. No episode, probably November. I'm guessing early November. We're going to have Pete on here to talk through it. Yeah. So definitely, uh, 
be ready for that, folks. We'll we'll move on in honor of the upcoming uh, Halloween holiday. I, f- I came up with a little game uh, that Thomas and I could play tonight. We're going to play a little game called Trick or Treat. Ooh. Um, so basically, I will uh, we'll both kind of read some statements. And really, we're just going to answer whether we think it's a trick or a treat. So basically, true, false, whether you think the statement's true or false. Okay. Um, and we'll start here with the aforementioned NWSL. Uh, trick or treat, an expansion team will win the NWSL Cup this season. So basically, <sighs> San Diego is San Diego winning the Cup this year. I think this is a trick. Mm. I don't think they're going to. I, I think they could be Portland. They could even make it to the championship. But I think um, OL Reign, last year they added a lot of parts. You know, you have Megan Rapino. They add Rose Lavelle. Um, they add a lot of folks from Lyon. They add Alana Cook. Last year, though, um, Washington Spirit were just a team that they were destined, it felt yeah. like, to, to go. Now it's hindsight's 2020. But they were destined. Trinity Drama is playing amazing. This year, Washington really fell off the cliff. But OL Reign, I think that they could win not just the NWSL Shield, but also the championship. So I, I, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I'd probably put my money on OL Reign. I think they're going to win it. So I'm going to say this one is a trick. Mm. Um, I would tend to agree with you. San Diego may have the best, still have the best logo. Uh, in it's the NWSL, it's not a bad logo. That is, uh, that's you know, unfortunately, they don't award the NWSL Cup to the no. team with the best logo. But their jerseys are garbage. They're just blue and white jerseys. They're really yeah, boring. They like, really they, could have done better with that. Now they did have less time to build their team because Sacramento kind of like flipped in the middle of there. But still, like it, it's not a great jersey. The, the logo though, crisp. All their merchandise is too expensive, though. I would buy a scarf. Maybe if they come to like, if they if they come to racing next year, I might go see them because that logo is worth worth seeing. There you go. So yeah, I'm gonna say that's a trick as well. Yeah. Uh, here's another one, Thomas. Trick or treat. A team that has never won an MLS Cup will win this year. Oh boy. Um. Currently, right. Well. Did you answer the trick or treat for the last one? I did. I said it was a trick. Oh, um, trick. Okay, then you go and start this one. What do you think about this one? I think it's a trick as well. Um, really? Yeah, I just... Uh... No, wait. No, I think it's a treat. Sorry. Ooh. I think it... I think... Uh... I really like... I, for one, statistically, I think of the eight teams left, only two have actually won an MLS Cup, so the odds are in your favor. It's like... NYCFC and um, Los Angeles Galaxy. Galaxy, yes, but yeah, I think it's going to be. I'm I'm going to go with chalk. I think that that LAFC team, if they care and if they're all together, I think that's that's the best team I've seen this year. Okay. Um, I think if they're right, that's that's the team to beat. But I also, uh, I, you know, Philly's no joke. They did get beat uh, in Charlotte four mm-hmm. nil when Daniel Rios was playing out of his head. But that's still a really good. Uh, really good squad there i just don't think that uh that either that i just don't see the galaxy or um who was the other team oh nycfc yeah uh, nycfc is kind of falling off a cliff 
Um, I don't well, see we're them. playing right now against Miami in the second half and it's zero zero in the 40th minute. So I on the don't... baseball field, but they have the baseball field going for them, which is a huge. Well, no, they're not. No, no, they wouldn't because um, Yankees and Guardians are supposed to play nice. So they should be at City Field. So they're at a baseball stadium. <laughs> uh, which One of these is days they'll have their own stadium. Probably not. Um, I'm going to say treat. I'm going to say this one is also a treat. My my choice to win at this point um, is is Montreal. I think it's going to be Montreal. Um, I, I think they make it to the MLS Cup. I just pray it's not against Austin because I do not want Anthony Precourt to have his team. I know he's like kind of sold off parts of it, but I don't want Austin or Cincinnati to win. I would love for them to fall out of the playoffs as soon as possible. But uh, I, my pick is um, my pick is Montreal because Montreal against the crew this year. Now, granted, it was against the crew, but they came back twice against the team, and they're a late they're a late match team. They've got Victor Wanyama on there, little Tottenham flavor, former tot- Tottenham legend with yeah, the ter- with the thunder strike against Liverpool too. God, why would you do that to me? And then also. Um, they have Kai Kamara, who's really come on. Like he, he's always played well. As much as his personality is not good on a team that's not winning, um, the team is clicking. And I think Montreal came out of nowhere this year. I think that would be a really awesome story for them to make it um, to win the MLS Cup. So I'm going to say it's a treat. And I think NYCFC and LA Galaxy do not win. I would put my money, which again I don't bet. Uh, Montreal, uh, CF Montreal, Le Montreal Impact Club de F- Club Foot de Montreal. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, here's here's a here's one. We'll head to the Premier League for this one. Oh, trick or treat across the pond. Yeah, this one will be near <clears throat> and dear to your heart. Trick or treat. Jurgen Klopp is Liverpool's head coach next year. <laughs> You son of a beast. <laughs> I'm going to say this one is a treat. Jurgen Klopp is going to be the manager next year. I think this World Cup cycle is going to come up, and it's really going to help the team. I think it's really going to help folks get healthy. Um, you don't have a lot of Mo's not going over. He just scored that goal against Man City. I think once Mo clicks, this team follows. Um, Darwin Nunez, oh, my God. I get rid of him before I get rid of Klopp at this point. The guy who, yes, I said, would challenge for the golden boot. Whatever. Go back to the tapes. I don't care. I said it. I said it. Um, yeah, I, I think that is a treat because Jurgen will still be the manager. And all the trophies he's won, I, I think the dude should get a statue. I think he should put a statue next to Bill Shankly of Jurgen Klopp. So, Brian, what do you think? Trick or treat on this one? Um, I'm gonna say it is a trick. I don't you think they bastard. I don't think they sack him though. Okay. I think I think after this season, he's said in the past he wants to take a break at some point. I could see just coming off of I think what so far as a debt could be a down year by their standards. I mean, we'll see where they're at. So relative. far, yeah, for sure. Um, we'll see we'll see obviously where they're at as the season goes on that's still a very good club and a team like you said who is not going to be whereas whereas a lot of teams 
I, I legitimately have no idea who Spurs are going to play up front during the World Cup because Kane's son and Richarlison are all going to make World Cup are all going to be on World Cup rosters most likely. So yeah. I, had, I had no idea who we're <laughs> we're going to be missing a lot of people off of that team on World Cup rosters. Well, so got, in all fair though, in all fairness though, they're not going to be gone like, like there's no matches that are happening you're not going to miss any matches but at the same time that's a lot of extra matches yeah that's, through your season that's a that, lot of extra soccer yeah that's what i'm worried about yeah yeah so i i just i think i could see there being a scenario where he decides okay i've been wanting to take a break for a while i've, I've been at this club a lot a long time i've won a lot maybe he takes a step back. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't feel super confident about that, but just for the sake of disagreement, because we've, we've agreed on a lot of things, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the trick on that one. So moving, moving to something you've mentioned already. Oh gosh. Uh, the Cleveland guardians. Oh man. Trick or treat. The Cleveland oh, guardians man. will advance to the next round of the playoffs. I think this one is a trick. I think at this point in the season, um, the guardian, like as a Cleveland baseball fan, it's a rotation. The Cleveland baseball rotation is supposed to be garbage for a few years, really good for a few seasons, garbage for a few years, really good because they're a small market, mid market team, whatever you want to call it. They're not the Yankees, they're not the Red Sox, they're not the Dodgers. They're right. not putting a lot of money into their team. So they're a team that this season, the only thing that saved them was that Jose Ramirez took a home discount. For some reason, instead of taking $200 million somewhere, he was like, I'll take 150. I'll take the offer that you give me because I started here. What do I need all that money for? And I, I have my kid here. My family's here now. Why would I want to go anywhere? Jose was like the first person in my in my long history of being a Cleveland baseball fan, who actually stayed. Jim yep. Tomey literally took a Phillies contract crying in the press conference because he was leaving Cleveland. Then why'd you sign the contract? Because the <laughs> owners are cheapskates. Because yeah. owners are cheapskates. And honestly, like we are always pro-worker. We want the worker to make money. We want the worker to take down the man. But in baseball, these players are getting paid way too much. For how baseball is falling in popularity. So Jose Ramirez took good money. Could he have left and gone to another team? For sure. He could have left and gone somewhere else. But now he is like the golden god. <laughs> like yeah. he, he is like everything to Cleveland fans. This season was not supposed to happen this way. Like at the beginning of the season, Chicago, AJ Pierzynski said, we're a baseball podcast now. AJ Przinsky said the White Sox were going to win the division by 20 games. And AJ Przinsky's a bum. He is a bum because the Guardians won the Central Division this year with the my, White Sox completely falling at the end of the season. One of my favorite moments in Cubs history was when Michael Barrett punched him in the face. But that's <laughs> well. So this season, like, they're not even supposed to be here. Like, they're not supposed to be this far. They're supposed to be behind the Twins. They're supposed to be behind the White Sox. If you, uh, Oscar Gonzalez, you know who Oscar Gonzalez is? I know the name, yeah, yeah. He is a player who, um, because of COVID, missed, like, the Rule 5 draft. They canceled it one season. 
Okay. They canceled the draft because of COVID. He was supposed to be gone. Due to arbitration, he was supposed to be gone, like no longer on the team. But because of that, he stayed on the team, and they had to keep him in camp. He's had two game-winning <laughs> hits in the playoffs. Damn. In the playoffs. His, his, That's where I've heard the name. Okay, His, walk, his walk-on music is SpongeBob SquarePants theme song. He did it in the minors because – Kids like it. He likes it. Whatever. I'm just going to do it. He kept it in the majors. People thought he was like pranking them. And he's like, no, I don't care what other people think. Like this is a team of players who don't care what people think. They're going up against the Yankees who are four times the budget. Yeah. Four times the budget. And the, the series is tied two to two right now with the Guardians actually coming back from one game down to go up two to one. And both of the games they won in the final inning of the game like they're they're not really a team that should be here but at the same token like why should i be the one who doubts them why should i be the one who says they can't do it because they've been shutting people up much smarter than me all season um but i still think it's the pessimist in me i have to say that it's a trick that the guardians are going to move on to the next um to the next round because oh my god if they if this was the year, like, I don't think it is. But if this was the year the Guardians won the World Series, the first year they got rid of Chief Wahoo, where they have Jose Ramirez, uh, uh, Shane Bieber, and that's about it. <laughs> like, if this was the year they did it, like, my brain, I would, I would be done. I would have to call off, like, two weeks of work. I would be finished if Cleveland won the World Series this year, but they're not. They're not going to, but I think this this season should attract other players, and it just shows how amazing. Like in a sport where baseball managers don't really matter, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, Terry Francona matters. <laughs> like yeah. having him as your manager matters. So I um, I'm gonna say a treat, but I'm really fired up because uh, baseball is like my love as a kid. Um. And I, I would love for them to win a World Series before I die. I would love that. Here's what I'm going to tell you, Thomas. The Cleveland Guardians will absolutely win tonight. And let me tell you oh. why. You actually, you actually made the case I'm going to make. They're playing with house money. That's right. Yeah, they have no pressure. This, this is a team who nobody expected to be here. Everybody said wasn't good enough, blah, blah, blah. They're... They're not, they're not good. They're not talented. Oh, this is the Yankees who have spent all this money, have all these, you know, Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo and Giancarlo Stanton and uh, that bum Harrison Bader scumbag. And whatever his name is, Chris, uh, not Chris Bryant. What's the other one? The guy who shakes his rump when he gets up to the plate. The son of a bee stink from the Cubs in 2016. Who is their first baseman? The Cubs. Yeah, Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. Oh, you said Rizzo. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Just this team that, you know, is loaded with loaded with all stars, loaded with a lot of player, good players. All the pressure's on them. They're the Yankees. This is yeah. what they're supposed to do. This is the first round of the playoffs is a uh, they don't even care about no. the first round of the playoffs, really. They don't they're they're worried about bigger things, which is exactly why Cleveland's gonna win this game tonight. Ooh. It's well, it might crazy. not even be played tonight because it's in delay because of rain. I don't know if it's even going to happen. Which is even better. Give the Yankees more time to think about it. 
fester. Let let them sit in their sit in their uh, locker room, sit in the in the dugout, and think about what's going to happen. Now this is this has got uh, Cleveland Guardians dub advancing to the next playoffs written all over it. It's it's positive karma for the name change, getting rid of Chief uh, Chief Wahoo. They didn't go with the name they should have gone with. Don't that, say Cleveland Steamers. Oh, I said it. <laughs> I was going to say the Cleveland Spiders. Oh, um, they should have. They should have gone with the OG Cleveland Spiders. But that being said, they're getting the dub tonight. That is a treat. Ooh. Well, um, I wish I lacked the anxiety you lack for at least the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> it's easy for me to say with absolutely no skin in the game whatsoever. It sure um, is, as I'm wearing my Cleveland Guardians hat, right? which I bought as early as I could when they changed the name of the team. <sighs> this one is just for you. This is a little out of my wheelhouse here, but trick or treat, Ohio State women's hoops oh, is going to win the Big Ten this year. Um, I think that's a treat. And go. I don't say, and, I, and we've talked about this before, I cover the team. I don't cover the team as a fan of the team i cover the team as somebody who wants to cover basketball honestly i think that we should pay more attention to college basketball especially like well most on the women's i don't even watch men's college basketball um i think um i think they could because everybody is talking about indiana everybody's talking about especially iowa um and caitlin clark and the clark eyes which is what I call them. I'm sure other people have. I haven't seen other people say it. Iowa Clark guys, they, uh, you know, finalists for player of the year. I was not a, they're not a slouch, but I, I think Ohio State did more last year with less than what they have this year. They have a fourth ranked forward coming in from Ohio, who's, I think, going to push this team. They lacked on offense last year, they lacked on, uh, rebounding, I think this year is going to be fun. And the fact that nobody is really putting them in that conversation, I think they're like second or third in the preseason poll, depending on coaches have them second, media has them third, which I was not voted. I was not allowed to vote, apparently, even though I write like a million articles about the team. Um, it's, uh, I think they could surprise folks. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the year just because I've I really. I've shared this before. I found like a love for not found a love, but I rekindled a love for basketball that I had as a kid. And I just really like, I think I enjoy writing about it more than really anything. And that's, I think partly because the crew is kind of the thing I do with my friends and the thing that I can do, you know, with my kids and go out to a soccer stadium and tailgate and stuff like that. Basketball, I can kind of look at it somewhat objectively and I'm, I'm excited for the season. I think it's going to be a fun season, but I think they could win. Um, I, I still don't know if they're. I think they could make they could make an elite eight run. Okay, but I don't. They're not going to be able to go up against teams like, um, like South Carolina, or like a team like UConn or something like that. I don't think they could fight against them, but they could. They could be the best team in, in the Big Ten. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You ready for a few from me? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Trick or treat. Blackco Ananovsky is going to be the manager of the U.S. Women's National Team 
at the 2023 World Cup? I'm going to say that's a treat. I just don't okay. know. I don't. Has, has he, if I missed something, has he said he's not? People are calling for him because you lose to England, which is, you know, whatever. It was a few days after it was a that. Friendly. It was a friendly. You lose to Spain also, who has lost a lot of their main players. The, you know, the uh, Ballon d'Or winner is not there because she's injured. You lose to them two to zero over the weekend at an NWSL playoff match between Kansas City and uh, who did they play the first round? Oh my gosh, Houston. Houston, yeah. With two of your goalkeepers, Blacko Aninovsky is at a Kansas City Chiefs game. I think people are losing. I think people are losing faith in his ability to do it because this is not a veteran team that could make up for Jill Ellis as famously, um, God, what's her name? Cynthia LaRue said they won despite of, despite of Jill Ellis. I don't know if you have a team that can win in spite of your coach because you don't have, like you're losing a lot of veterans on that team. Um, So a lot of people are calling for Flacco's head. They think that he's not, um, the right person for the job. So you think treat, you think he's going to stay? I think he stays. I think I'm not super worried about what this team does in a, in a friendly against England or Spain this far out from, yeah, from, you know, the world cup when the lights come on, this is still the best team in the world. In my opinion, I would say even to you, like a retort, I think it's a treat. All I think he's still going to be the manager. I think you're too close to a world cup. I don't yeah, think you I can change your coach this close to the World Cup. I don't know that you want to, yeah, exactly, have that kind of, like, lack of continuity. Like, you've got a coach in place. He's got an idea of what players he wants to have, what kind of system he's going to run. He's got players that he's worked with that knows the system that he wants to run. Um, I think it would be a bad idea. Yeah, that's a good call, too. All right, trick or treat. The United States Women's National Team wins the 2023 World Cup. Treat all day. Treat. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, so you I'm, don't think Europe's catching up? I don't. I don't think. I think they've caught up. I think they're good. I think. I don't think they're going to breeze through like they have in other years. I just. I still think this is the best collection of talent in the world. I don't see another team that's super close talent-wise. So unless they just lay an egg i just i don't see it like i don't see you know yes they lost a friendly to england that's a friendly a year out from the world cup yeah that meant way more to england than it did to them yeah especially the gravity of it happening just a few days after you have the yates report come out and that that grabs a lot of attention and there you can't and one a goal was called offside probably incorrectly it's in in Wembley it's a basically a court partly a coronation of them winning the euro like yeah that mat that match mattered way more to England than it did than it did to us I'm not super worried about that result um no I think this is still the best team in the world so uh, as Ric Flair says to be the man you got to beat the man or in this case the woman Uh, I'm glad you said that I was thinking that line exactly i i I think it's a treat like you said it's not going to be as um maybe in the group stage you'll still see some really one-sided matchups but it's going to be a little nervy i don't know if um the euros are great don't get me wrong but if you're playing like a spain that doesn't have patellas 
Um, you're not pl- like. I think USA is better than anybody in Europe. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna be interesting, but I still think they come out on top. All right, my last one: trick or treat. Brian Me makes it to two hundred episodes. I'm gonna say that's a treat. Why not? I think every episode with you's been a treat, so I gotta it's, stay treat too. Exactly. I mean, what's we've we've said? You know, we said from pretty much from day one that if this stopped being fun, we'd stop doing it, right? Because we're not making money off of this. We're not. We're we're losing money. We've lost money on this. We've lost money, right? Like we're not. You know, this is not something for us to. Uh, make money off of or like grow our brands whatever the hell that means or whatever oh like lord yeah this is <sighs> this is more than anything it's a reason for two really good friends to hang out mm-hmm. every week to chat we have fun chatting about soccer and other podcasty things and people some people for some reason seem to a few people seem to enjoy listening to that for some reason it's probably like a self-loathing thing i would imagine like it's like uh going back to you know it's kind of had a religious theme the uh like self-flagellation stuff that people do is that farting uh that's flatulation oh flagellation is like the people that like whip themselves when they've oh gnashing of teeth okay i got you all um, right so i was way off it's like a punishment kind of thing to them. Like they're paying for their sins or something. So mm. um, I was, I grew up Catholic. I should have known. I should have known. Okay. No, why would we, why would we stop? Ain't no stopping us now. Uh, we're on the move. Boom. Uh, there I it is. Uh, before we go, I want to give a shout out. Yeah. To Bryant, Elijah, Lepic legend who, mm finished the Detroit half marathon with a personal best. And uh, I think it was like one, one hour. Oh, I have to, I'll have to pull up on Instagram. He beat his uh, personal best by running like a, a sub two hour half marathon, which is not easy. No, not easy at all. I'm, he ran I'm... it in one fifty sixteen. but I want to say like, the reason why it's even more crazy, like the closest yeah. I got to like 210 or something like that when I ran half marathons, but I'm also a slow mofo. Elijah did this with a hip surgery pending next month. He's getting a hip surgery from um, from the VA, from all of his military service, from uh, and he ran a 150 half marathon personal best with a surgery incoming. That's that's just amazing. Um, yeah. So shout out to Bryant, dude. You're you're the man. Um, and hopefully you're feeling better for that concert in December, so we can <laughs> we can go to that concert in Detroit. 18 days after his hip surgery, so hopefully you're feeling better. But either way, um, you're you're the man, and congratulations on that. And um, share your thoughts because after you share your thoughts, he also had a question for yeah. us. I was just going to say, no, it's, it's, it's testament to just the kind of dude that he is, right? Like, um, I'm not going to put his business out there, but he's, he's dealt with a lot in his life, right? Like the dude, yeah. dude's, dude's gone through a lot and for him to just, you know, he keeps pushing, man. He keeps going, he keeps pushing, keeps on standing. 
he's you know a badass dude and he's a badass friend like he's just an all-around great fantastic dude love him to death mm-hmm. um one of the best things to if not the best thing to come from this podcast is that i would say that we've gotten to be uh friends with him i think that's been one of the best if not the best thing that's um come from this podcast so if that is all that we ever get from the podcast then that's been worth it to me oh for sure yeah definitely Definitely. um so yeah he's he's the best dude i'm super proud of him yeah um kicking ass like you said with a with a a hip surgery pending i couldn't walk a half marathon (laughs) i couldn't either i'd be in trouble right now much less run a half marathon in under two hours with a jacked up hip like yeah that's that's epic epic rhymes with lepic and he's he's He's, epic he's the lepic legend he's the epic lepic legend um and to his question we did not curate any ask Pam questions this week but we're always open and if you ask them we will answer them so his question why does my cat rub on my legs when i sit on the toilet but not when i sit down anywhere else (laughs) Yeah. First and we were I, not saying all that build up just so we could then read this question. Everything we just said is true. And this question is also true and also very awesome. So if anything, this should enhance everything we just said. For, for, for one, um, is he like, uh, all right, I guess I'm going to say this. Is he pooping with the door open? Why not? I guess if you're, you know, you're, he lives, he lives by himself, right? Let's see. He's, I grew up in a household where, my parents like poop with the door open. I thought it was normal. It's not normal. Like Amy locks the door. Like when we're going to bed at night, we have a ensuite. We have a AKA a bathroom in your bedroom. Um, she'll lock the door. And I'm like, it's 11 o'clock. We're the only people awake. Why are you locked? I'm not going to the bathroom. Why are you locking the door? So I thought that's apparently not normal. No. To just go with the door open. Um, so Brian, we had very I was using pillowcases every year, pooping with the door open <laughs> while you were in your conservative Southern Baptist. Uh, you weren't even getting candy, you were handing out tracks with the door locked and barricaded when you went number two. Apparently. Um <laughs> that being said, any anytime anyone asks a question about cats. As a person who's owned multiple cats for a long time now, my response is just always because cats are weird. They're just weird little creatures. They are. Trying to figure out why they do what they do is just complete folly. It's like trying to figure out why women do what they do. Like it's. Or why you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. None of it makes sense. (laughs) It doesn't. I have a a story about cats before we leave since we do. um, this is a former roommate. Now, I did not know this roommate well whenever we moved in together. It was me and two other guys. One of them was like into psychobilly music. I'm not joking. He played like he played in a band, quote unquote. I never, heard them freak play. I never heard them play. I never knew if they ever did a show, but he played in a band, quote unquote. The other guy was he worked at like a local company in Canton and he was somewhat responsible. He did IT stuff and stuff like that. Yeah, raised the roof for Canton in the house. Uh, so the latter roommate he um i was sitting downstairs with a friend and he had a, a lady 
upstairs. And I knew this lady because she was a friend of mine. And then she left. She, she went downstairs and she like left. And then I heard my roommate yell, I'm just a man with two cats. <laughs> I have no idea why he said it. This happened over, over half my life ago. And it's made an impression on my really? life. It, like, I still remember this moment, but he's just like, I'm a man with two cats. And I think it was like some kind of like equivalent of Stella, like yelling after somebody, yelling after a lady friend. Um, I, um, perp- not half my life ago, like 17 years ago, which is close. Um, I was perplexed. But since we're talking about cats, dudes and cats, that was just I'm a man with two cats. Let's end the show. <laughs> On that note, let's take it home. So we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us every week. We we greatly appreciate it. I'm thinking when we have Pete on, we're gonna solicit BAM BAM. We're gonna solicit some ask BAM questions because I, I think Pete could give some interesting answers on those. Dude, everything guys. he says is interesting. Most of the time, Pete and you're gonna listen. He always listens to our podcast. Some of the time, you say stuff, Pete, and I'm like, I'm no idea what you're talking about. You're at you're at, you're up here, and I'm like in the I'm like I'm in like the the lower brained human world, and he's up here, like he's. He's at the meta. He's in the metaverse. It's working on a whole other level. So go ahead, guys. Start thinking about what questions yes. you want Pete to answer. He'll he'll answer anything. He'll give very candid answers. Uh, we text with him quite often. So he's he's an interesting guy. So have those questions ready. You can we will solicit those questions. You can send them to at Bryant and me on both Twitter and Instagram when the time comes. Uh, you can follow Thomas at one Thomas Costello on both platforms. He'll be doing lots of writing, no longer writing for massive report, as we've said on the pod, but we'll be covering Ohio state women's basketball and other Ohio state women's sports for land grand. Holy land. We'll be covering sports for the Columbus sports commission as well. Doing, yeah. doing a few articles here and there. Yeah. Anything else you'll be doing on that? Um, I think up, upcoming the Big Ten Women's Soccer Tournament's coming to oh. LDC, Lower.com Field. So I am going to be writing a couple things up for Columbus Sports Commission. Right on. Pretty excited about that. I'm trying to get some credentials now for the actual match, but if not, I'll at least uh, I'm going to try to go. Regardless if uh, the mighty Penn State and Nittany Lions are in it or not, I will still try to go because it's a pretty cool event to have that right here in uh, my backyard. I don't have to travel too far, so I'll be looking for that. Yeah, for sure. So that's awesome. So be on the lookout for stuff coming from that. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at pickle chips, replace the eyes with ones and two S's at the end. Uh, You can, you can also follow me on Instagram at pickle chip, replace the eyes with ones. And there are no S's at the end. I couldn't be consistent from platform to platform. That would be too easy for you. folks. Uh, make them work for it exactly you want to follow me you're going to have to work for it or likely you'll just give up because it's probably not worth it Um, you can uh, tell your friends your family your co-workers neighbors uh, random people that you meet on the street tell anybody you know about the pod we appreciate that as always leave us a five star review on whatever platform you get fine and not so fine podcasts on Uh, please take care of yourselves please take care of your physical health as well as your mental health we love every single one of you know that you matter you are important 
if you uh, feel the need and, and have the, the means to do so, please reach out and talk to somebody. If you are in need of talking to somebody, it can be very helpful. It's very good for you to do. On that note, have a great week, guys. We love every single one of you. Adios. Cheers. Hasta luego. Have a spooky, happy Halloween. Ooh. Adios. Bye.